When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Raj Mataj, and this episode is very personal to me because it's something that I've dealt with all my life. I know I've had a lot of experts on here, doctors, therapists, all like preaching about narcissism, things in the workplace. People always write again that they're trapped in a dead-end job. Maybe they have a narcissist boss or somebody that's toxic. Well, in this episode, I want to bring you the everyday person who you guys could relate with. I brought in a special guy, uh, Andrew McDonald. Um, he's a neurodivergent copywriter. I think you can really uh, resonate with him. And so I'm going to start bringing you guys more everyday people so you can resonate. But more importantly, this episode, I hope you learn that money's not everything. It's okay to be afraid and jump and find a new job, even though you don't know where you're going to land. In this episode, we're going to give you some practical tips on how you could break free, find a job that you you do well in that you know that you love, that you have a passion for, and that treats you with respect. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, if you're exhausted from work, you're taking that deep breath. You know what I'm talking about. And you look in the mirror and you say, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" I've been there, guys. You don't. You're not alone. There is hope. You don't have to be trapped. Hopefully in this episode, you're going to learn that there's more to life than just working. You can always find something better. You just got to change your mindset. And this is, uh, this is uh, Andrew's story. Let's get started. You're listening to the On Impact Show. All right, guys, we are back. And I'm super excited for my next guest. For all you guys that have been waiting for somebody to come on here, I know a lot of you have been asking me to bring a person that has been through narcissist abuse. Um, in this case, we're doing an international guest, Andrew McDonald uh, from Ireland. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, it's an honor to have you. Thank you so much for reaching out and being so brave to come on this podcast and share your story and um, talk about narcissism because I think... That's one of the biggest things that I think empaths go through. Before we get started, I just want to give you a heads up that this is just a conversation between two people. So we're not talking about anything medical related. So if you're going through any mental health issues, crisis, please contact your you know provider, therapist, doctor. We're just having a normal conversation between two people, just sharing it with the world. Andrew, it's an honor to have you. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got into all of this. I know you're a copywriter. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. Thanks so much for having me on, yeah. Raj. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm a copywriter. Um, I call myself the neurodivergent copywriter because I have different neurodiversities. Um, but what pushed me into copywriting and kind of the entrepreneurial path of building up my own business was I worked in a really super toxic environment um for the best part of the of a year that almost finished me as a person and 
it it left me with a stark choice that I I needed to get back to work. I I had to leave the job for the sake of my 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 mental health. I leaving the job. I needed to get back to work somehow, but the abuse had been so kind of psychologically damaging that I couldn't face going back into employment. I hear you. Um, and the only other choice that I had then was self-employment. Uh, and that's the that's the route that I decided yeah. to choose because that gives me some level of protection from being in that kind of environment again. I totally can resonate. And all you guys that are listening, I want you to pay attention. There's a reason, particular reason why I wanted Andrew to come on this podcast because he's your everyday person. So if you're in a job that's trapped, you're feeling trapped. I know I was, I was with this company, this app company um, a few months ago. I dreaded kind of going in because I felt like the people that were in management, um, people that were higher up, they just, I felt they have this, like this so-called approach that, that they get to call the shots and, you know, just would, passed me over for promotions after promotions though there was a lady um i won't name her name but she was my boss and she had no reason being in that position you know those people we're talking about the narcissists that you look at their past profile they have no history on working but they somehow got that position well this is the type of person i was answering to every day had no clue what they were doing yet I was outperforming everybody and eventually I, after work, I'm just like, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel empty? Why do I not feel unfulfilled with what I do in life? And so if you're suffering with, you know, somebody at your job, so, something that you don't like, I mean, Andrew, let's, let's talk about that. What did you do? What are, what are some things that, that you did to push yourself into going to business because that's scary in itself. Yeah. I suppose the, I suppose the, it was the starkness of the choice that I could either, I could either look at returning to employment. Um, but I was terrified of the things that had happened to me repeating again. Alternatively, I had the, sort of as you said like stresses and the challenges of starting out in self-employment and I mean both of them were frightening but I suppose the more frightening one was returning to the situation that I'd been in as an employee and really not being able to escape that abuse because I went into a job with the best of intentions right no, I, I can understand, especially if you guys are dealing with PTSD or, you know, you have some sort of mental health issue. What are what are some things you can do to to work in a place that's not going to trigger you every single day? This is about this is more than about work, because your work affects your entire life outside of work, your well-being. So if you don't like what you work, you don't like your manager. What do you do at that point? So let's back up here and let me ask you, how do you like what what signs do you look for to spot, let's say, a narcissist in the workplace for all the listeners out there? 
I think each person is in, is individual. They have the individual personality. But one thing that um struck me was the amount of gaslighting that went on. Um, and when I'm talking about gaslighting, it was really hard to explain. But the other person would tell lies, would slander, would you know, use every trick in the book. But you could tell by them that they believed their sort of fabricated version of reality. They would claim, for example, that I wouldn't that I wouldn't help I wouldn't help them kind of on the floor with the, the day-to-day tasks, even though I was actually kind of I was actually on the uh, on the floor probably more than they were, you know. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but then they were using that to sort of report me to tell to tell my employer that I wasn't doing the job that I was there for, even though I was recording the amount of time that I spent on the floor because I was I was kind of at that point second guessing myself rather than the 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 actual truth of the situation and it was like it was incredible like I don't know if that is consistent with narcissists but the ability to lie so convincingly that they convince themselves and yeah you guys got to understand narcissists are notorious to move up the ladder they hide behind large titles um I've had bosses that were narcissists in companies. They're also very good in the, you know, high-end medical field, um, you know, CEOs. So you're going to find them in all capacities, not just in the high positions, but it could be a, a friend. It could be a neighbor. It could be anyone. Um, my last company that I was with, this app company that dealt with like the beauty industry, whatever it was called, they were all stuck together. There was like the couple people would just back up the other people. And then if you weren't on their team, you would be against them. And so when I put in for a promotion, they kept pushing it off. Even though my numbers was the top in the company, they would still give the promotion to other people that weren't doing as well as I was. They would make up things like, oh, you're not a team player. You don't share like enough with the team, blah, blah, blah. And psychologically, that was affecting me because they were trying to put me in a box so I wouldn't move up. So I beat them to the punch. And they're, you know, I, I, the best thing I did was I left the company. And I'm happy to say that I got a better job that pays more with uh you know management that's competent that cares about how i feel mentally uh they encouraged me to take breaks they encouraged me to take times off so if you're listening to this episode and you're stuck in a dead end job and you have somebody that's abusing you you need to ask yourself this is your mental health worth the pay that you're getting are you afraid that if you don't get some income that you're going to the unknown that you're going to be just jobless. I used to think that way, but it's all a mindset. If you have a scarcity mindset, you're not going to take that jump and you're going to be trapped. 
I've seen so many people for 20 years working the same job, getting abused every day. Whose choice is that? I would rather take a pay cut. Hell, you could go DoorDash uh, for a while until you find a good job that you like. When I started this podcast, I didn't have a job. But this podcast is now my main source of income. I don't really need to work. But at the same time, I have a backup. I have a backup for people. If I get in trouble, at you know, I meet a bunch of narcissists. I don't want to work. I want to have that luxury to say, screw you. I quit. And you wonder why there's a big, great resignation, at least in the U.S., why nobody wants to go to work. They want to work, but they just don't want to work for assholes. Narcissist. I mean, what is your take on all this? Yeah, it's true. I mean, if I went... I stayed in the job longer than I should have done because of the, as you say, and the scarcity mindset. And what do I do if I leave this job? And kind of just hoping that things would change. Coming away from it, like it just reached a point where I snapped. My mental health snapped. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, for many years I've had depression and anxiety, but it made it a hundred times worse. By the point that I snapped, I was. I was completely, I was completely wrecked. And f- although I started my business as a copywriter, for many, many months, I didn't make any progress. And it was because I pushed myself too hard. I pushed myself to, and when I refer to snapped, I'm talking about a point where my mental health snapped. Um, about that for the audience, because I know there's a lot of people listening who's past that breaking point. They've already snapped but they can't leave because they got kids or they got bills. What do you do in that sense when you're too scared to leave your job because you have nothing lined up? What do you tell those people? It's very difficult if you're, you know, if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're in a job that is making you ill, what do you do? You know, without knowing everybody's individual circumstances, it's very hard to come up with a one size fits all solution. And take a chance on something else. If you're in a situation where you have to stay in the job, I would be advising somebody to get some kind of therapy or counseling, Mm -hmm. at least until the point where they are able to find themselves with the opportunity to move on. I think it's really important that you prioritize your mental health. You're absolutely right, Andrew. And I kind of saved this for the last part. I'm going to guys give you a couple tips on what you can do right now if you're trapped in a dead-end job and you have a narcissist boss or someone that's harassing you who's triggering you. I mean, you don't have to have PTSD. Maybe you got PTSD from this place and you're ready to make the move. Number one, and this is what I tell myself, get a piece of paper and pen, write down exactly what your next job looks like, even though you don't know, just write down what you will accept and what you won't accept, including hours, the type of people you want around you, what the environment looks like, what industry. I want you to be specific. Once you got an idea of what you want, I want you to keep the job that you have, the, the job that's making you miserable. I want you to keep that while you look for this job and know that eventually you're going to hit something. It may be a month. It may be two months. It may be three months. But I promise you, if you put in 
time every day after work to look for something because it's that bad. It has to get to the point where you say enough is enough. You will log in to the computer after work and start looking. There's things you can do from home. There's things you don't have to be around people. As an introvert myself, as an empath, I don't want to be into an uh, environment where there's a lot of people. I don't want to drive to work. I want to work from home and choose my own hours. And that's what I'm doing right now. If that's what you want, you have to put in the effort every day and at least apply. I applied at least five to 10 places every day. Eventually something caught on if you're in that desperate mode. Now, if it's not that bad, hey, you can you can write it out, see if things change. Maybe someone gets promoted. Your boss leaves the company. Great. But if the money is good and you got the golden handcuffs, which I had many jobs where they pay you so much because they know that you're not going to leave or find something better. I want you to rake in as much money as you can, as much as you can, so you don't snap yourself and then get to a point where try to find something comparable because I can tell you money is not the answer. I've chased that. The grass ain't greener on always the other side. Money does not gonna is not gonna solve your problem either. So if you're taking a pay cut, it might be a worthwhile thing to look at because I've done that and I've made that money back with supplemental like podcasts and stuff like that. But if you can't and you have to take a pay cut, but guess what? Your your mental health is intact, you still win. Andrew what is your thoughts on that? Taking a pay cut to save your mental health? What I say is like you've got to you've got to look at the bigger picture too, in the sense that if you're, I was fortunate in that I didn't I didn't completely break down, um. But if you're if you're struggling so much with your mental health because of a toxic working environment. It can be very easy to look at the short term and think, I'm earning this money, and if I stay in this job, I'm still raking this money in. But if you have a complete breakdown, you ain't gonna be break you ain't gonna be raking any money in. Word. You guys hear that? I had to learn the hard way. What he just said is very important. If you get to a point of no return and you wait too long and you try to find another job and you've already hit that threshold, you're not going to be be able to perform after that. That's what happened to me. I couldn't like, why, why can't I concentrate at this new job? It's because the last one gave me PTSD. So if you're at that point and you're at your boiling point, no one's going to judge you for jumping ship. No one's going to judge you for taking a different title or working at a you know something below your means for a little bit until you get your yourself back where you need to. Because at the end of the day, for empaths, for people that have been through trauma, your health, you owe it to yourself to put that first before your job and life. You have to put yourself first and put your mental health before everything. And I wish I would have done that in the past, but until I, you know, I spoke to Andrew and he told me his story and what he went through. Um, it hit me. So, Andrew, I want to leave everybody with this. How, how do you feel now? Like what what happened with you when you left your job? How did you uh, end up 
finding something and uh if you can tell the audience you know how your story ended there yeah well it just reached a point where i realized that senior management wasn't going to do anything about it which left me with no choice really but to leave i started out on a self-employment path and i decided to niche down as as you said at the start i call myself the neurodivergent copywriter and i do that for a couple of reasons first of all I do it because I'm neurodivergent myself. I specialize in working with neurodivergent business owners right. and other businesses in making them more neurodivergent friendly. You know, what? I one of the reasons why I wanted Andrew on my podcast, because I get hundreds and hundreds of people wanting to be on the podcast. But when he told me his story that he quit his job, and he jumped into unknown field, not knowing where he was going to land, not knowing if he was going to get paid, not knowing all that unknown, but he still went with it. I want you guys to think about how scary that could be. You've been abused with a narcissist for years and no recognition, no pro, you know, you're getting bullied every day. And then all of a sudden you make the decision to open your own business. To me, that's a hero. To me, that's somebody I want on the show. To show all you guys out there that may be a little bit afraid, it's okay to be afraid, but it's not okay to stay where you're at and hoping things change on their own because all you're doing is digging a bigger hole. And that's why I thought it was very important that I have somebody that's already gone through it come on here and share his story with the world. Maybe one of you guys go out and, and make a business and you you kill it. You make millions of dollars. You're happy, you're, you know, you got rid of your employer. My job was done. With closing, Andrew, I'm going to give you the last word. What is some word of advice you can kind of give uh, somebody listening that may not want to make that leap into business? Maybe they want to take a smaller baby step. What would you tell them in, in a quick couple seconds? Yeah, it's like you said, Raj. I think that it, it just look to change your situation be brave enough to try and change your situation and if it requires you going into self-employment do that if it requires you as you did looking for another job um then make your choice but take action and take and remove yourself from that poisonous situation exactly you guys heard it I wanted to bring the average person on here for once. I know I bring in a lot of like doctors, therapists, you know, experts and stuff, but this is your everyday person. So you guys could relate because you need to hear it from both sides for not just the experts, but the people that have been in the trenches, the people that have suffered, the people that have PTSD and suffered all their lives. This is their story. I'm going to bring you more guests like this because you guys need to hear the everyday people and just know. If Andrew could do it, so can you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being on this podcast, man. I appreciate it. You're always welcome back. And uh, keep keep up the great work. And uh, hopefully your business does amazing. Thank you for having me on, Raj. Absolutely. There you have it for this episode. Stay tuned for a lot more guests. We are heading towards 300 episodes. Please like, share, and um, send this to somebody that might be trapped in a dead-end job. I'm always looking for new clients, for guests, and uh, always keep moving forward. And we are.
out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.